Akuta Sikha's Helikov Gimel Parsha Bolok Sikha Aleph. Machingaret's film has been discussed many times already. Vegan the Shemus has said this in regards to the names by which the Sedis are called. As we bowed in Emazan Bashtim Givar and Alpimidigisrol, since the names were set according to it's a Jewish tradition, Ominigisrol Tairahi, and a Jewish tradition is considered part of Taira. So the names are uh, accepted as a Torah name. According to this, we have to understand about our parsha, because the, which is called Balak, the Gemara zakt, because the Gemara says, as I mentioned, the Gemara says you shouldn't name your son by the name uh, the name of a Russia. The pasuk says, "Shame you show him Yirkov." That the names of the wicked should rot. The lay maskin and bishmayu. We don't. Uh, we don't want to propagate that name. Is nishglatik. So then, according to this, we have to understand. Vi hotman given Why did they set the name of a sedra and teira by the name of bolok? Vaser is given a rasha. He was a wicked man. Biz as Chazal zogn it's so far so much so that our sages tell us as a fine kahat idin Yosef kol seinim that he hated the Jews more than any other enemy. Mekenish farem farem. So we can't give this. We, one would might want to give the answer to say sinistakem vreda because we have no choice. What are you going to do? Val Shema said that Dav Zayin leitas said that the name of the seder goes according to the beginning. What's discussed in the beginning. So the, the the beginning, the first pasuk is Vayar Bolok right away. It says the name Bolok, so therefore you have to name it by that. But that's not an answer. because from that pasuk itself, because that it makes the question even more difficult. Why why don't we name the seder by the first word in the seder? Bolok is the second word. The first word is Vayar. So call it Vayar. Alderach, similar, we find similarly Vayera. And back in, uh, in Bereshis, you have Vayera, Vayetze, and so these are the names. You can call it Vayar. Oich daf and Fashtem, we also have to understand the Nome von Asedre, wie der Loschen, Kredisch de Genome von Jedesach. Because the name of a Sedre, just like the Hebrew name of anything, Gitarizdem Teichen Asedre, it expresses. The theme of what that seder is about. By any person that has a name or an animal has a name, because it, the name expresses what the animal is about. In Loshan Kaidish, you have to know in Hebrew how that happens, but that is so. So in our case, most of what is discussed in the seder is the whole conversation with Bilam and the prophecies that Bilam gave. And also, if you want to look at what is the most important message in the Seder, certainly those beautiful brachas that Bilam ended up giving the Jewish people are certainly the most important, uh, outstanding parts of the Seder. That included in those, even more so, because in those uh, prophecies, he also talks about the prophecy of what will happen when Mashiach comes. Especially as the Rambam talks about it in his Sefer. 
as Niba b'shnei hamashichim that he prophesied, Bilam prophesied about the two anointed ones, the Mashiach Harishon Shu David, the first anointed king, which was David, with Mashiach Ha'achron, and then the final um, Mashiach that will be the last anointed king. So therefore, not only is it important prophecies, it talks about Mashiach, it's the, the most clear reference to Mashiach in the Torah. So then what are these what are these blessings that that Bilam gave to the Jews and the prophecies that he spoke about what will happen when Mashiach comes? What does that have to do with Balak? Why is the name Balak if it talks about something totally different? And why call it by Balak who hated the Jews and gewalt Shlechstan and he wanted to harm them? Bullock was only the uh, sort of the cause which brought Bilam to the to the table. But the the focus of the Sedra is more Bilam. So why does why is Bullock the name of the Sedra? It would seem that we could answer this question, dash at least the first question. Now this is Alderech that this could be understood similarly to the prohibition to mention the name of an Avedazara. As the Pasuk says, the name of a foreign god, meaning an Avedazara, you shouldn't mention, don't even mention the name. So what do we say? What's the halacha in regards to that? That if there is a, an Avaidazara whose name is mentioned in the Torah, then you're allowed to mention that name. The Torah itself mentions it. So, in a similar way here, as the that the prohibition that we talked about before, the Gemara says you shouldn't mention the name of a Russia, is Nishchal if Shemvas is Kazabatayra, doesn't apply to a name that is that of an Russia that does appear in the Torah. So therefore, that could be a reason why Bullock is mentioned. His name is, uh, the parsha is called by his name. But we still have to understand. All we've answered by giving that answer is why it's not prohibited to do that. As by Hashem Rasha, that the name of a Rasha, which is actually mentioned in the Torah, there's no prohibition to mention his name. But that doesn't give us a reason why we should choose Dafka that name to name the parasha. To, to that you should go ahead and use that name. It's true. It's not necessarily prohibited. But why do we have to choose that name? Why did why did the tradition choose Dafka the name of a Russia Bolok for the name of the parasha? It's even more difficult to understand. Like the day of the Baliatosis, according to the opinion of the Baliatosis, was fregnay from pasuk. They asked the question in regards to the pasuk. Dabro ben Israel. Now Shem said to uh, by Yitzias uh, Mitzrayim before Kriyas Yamsov. He said to Moshe, "Speak to the Jewish people. Yachanu lefnei Baal Tzfein and let them set up camp in front of Baal Tzfein." Which is the name of an Avedazara. That's where they set up camp on this side of the Yamsuf. 
Heich, so the question there is asked, Heich Amalai, the Balatites asked the question, how could he say something, how could Hashem use Balatzfein as a, as a marker, this is where you should uh, camp. Doesn't it say in the Gemara, a person is not allowed to say to another person, he said, we have to meet up somewhere. He says, you know what, let's meet up in front of the, this church, you know, uh, the, the place of an Avedazara. You're not allowed to use the Avedazara as a destination point. And the Balatesis answer, as the Isser is Dafkila Adam, that this prohibition only applies to people. But Hashem is not prohibited from make, using an Avedazara as a marking point. And therefore, he was able to say, Camp, set up camp in front of Baltzvein. This answer is very difficult to understand. The Achreinim Fregnes are, in fact, some of the commentaries ask, because the Din Izdach has Hashem of The question of the Balatosis is difficult to understand. The question is difficult to understand, not the answer at this point, because the halacha is that any name of an Avedizara that is mentioned in the Torah, you're allowed to mention. Even a person, never mind that Hashem is allowed to mention it, even people are allowed to mention the name of Avedon Zara. So why do the Baleatesis ask, how could he use the name Balsfain in his instruction? It's in the Torah, so you're allowed to mention it. So therefore we have to make the distinction and explain it this way. As late the Baleatesis, that according to the Baleatesis was the reason why you're allowed to mention the name of Avedizara, which is mentioned in the Torah, is does dafke when does is stam askor? That is only to mention it, you know, in passing, just to, to name, say something, but not to give it any importance. On but not to mention it in a way that it serves some purpose which then gives it importance. It actually serves a certain purpose, the name of the Avedizorah. But if you mention it with some purpose, that you're mentioning it for a purpose, for instance, in the case like using it as a meeting point, so then when you say the name, you've given importance to the Avedizorah, was the meat is is by mamashas when you mention it in such a way that you actually make it a part of what you're going to do it becomes part of the story so then it gives it certain importance that is prohibited even for Abaydazara which is mentioned in the Torah so therefore the distinction is drawn how could the question becomes how could Hashem use the Baltzfein as the meeting point, in other words, giving it importance. That's what the question of the uh, the Balatesis is. Not just mentioning it. Well, Pisa, Kosha, Yosef, so based on this, it becomes even more difficult in our case. Naming a Sedra in the Torah gives it extreme importance, Bolok's name. Naming a seder certainly is a matter of importance. And especially that when you name a seder in the Torah by the name of Balak, his name becomes eternalized. Why? Because the Torah is eternal. 
So therefore the name is also going to be remain eternal. So that's what we want to do is eternalize the name of Balak. So we'll understand this by first explaining in the, the an explanation of the Teretz Hanal, the answer uh, that he mentioned before from the Balatesis that the Balatesis give. What was their answer? As their Isser Lahaskir Shem is Dafke Adam that only people are prohibited from mentioning the name of an of an of a Zarah. is permitted to mention it. The answer also needs explanation. Since the reason for this prohibition is, as we mentioned before, the reason we don't want to mention the name of an Zarah is because we don't want to give it any importance. So you don't mention it. So if that's the goal, that we don't mention the name of Avedazara in order not to give it importance, so what's the difference if a person said it or Hashem said it? It would give it importance either way. But even more so if Hashem mentions it. Because when Hashem says something, that gives it much more importance than if a mere mortal says it. Similar to what our sages tell us, the Buddha that the words of Hashem are like doing it. When a person says something, it's not considered done yet. Because either he will follow through and do it, or he won't follow through and do it. But when Hashem says something, it already has the importance, the impact of something that is done. Like the whole creation happened because Hashem said something should happen. So his words make things happen. So when Hashem says the name of Vedazara, it gives it much more importance than if a human being says it. So how is that an answer? Why is it okay for Hashem to mention it if it's not okay for a person to mention it? And if you look at it on the surface, it might seem as Kavanus of Aletesis is that what they read, what the Aletesis mean by saying this is perhaps what they mean the whole concept of a prohibition doesn't apply to Hashem he's the one that makes the prohibitions but he's not bound by the prohibitions as they in fact bring the example that Hashem sits and judges the entire world when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos let's say so he's judging the whole world on Shabbos, even though Avopishi Yisrael also that a Yid is not a Jewish Bezdin is not allowed to be in session on Shabbos. Yet Hashem is not bound by that. That's what their example is. So maybe that's what they mean. Averes is in but this is also difficult to say. But in Chazal Zogim, because our sages tell us, if in Pasuk Madgi the word of Yaakov the Pasuk says he, he tells his words to, the, to Yaakov, to the Jewish people. Uh, we learn from that, as Zebi Bamitzvah Bacha says in the Maimer, as Masha Hu Hu that whatever Hashem does, what he himself does, that's the mitzvah that he gives to the Yidden to do. So, in other words, whenever there's a mitzvah that Yidden do, that's because Hashem himself does that mitzvah. Or if there's an Isur, it's because he refrains from doing it. 
So therefore, of course, it doesn't mean that Hashem is not bound by any of the prohibitions, because the prohibitions are the ones that He bound Himself by, and that's why He gave it to the Yidin not to do. So therefore, we have to say the Pshat in that what do they mean when they say that? As the is What they must be saying is that the prohibition of mentioning an Avaydazara, the reason why you shouldn't mention an Avaydazara, a Yid shouldn't mention Avaydazara, doesn't apply to Hashem. Because that reason doesn't make sense in the context of Hashem mentioning an Avaydazara. Fanaskar Hashem Avaydazara. So it's the reason doesn't apply, and that's why he can go ahead and do it. But we have to understand what that is. Dalit. So we can explain this based on what the Yereim is a safer explains them. The Yereim explains what is the reason why, if an Avedazara is mentioned in the Torah, why are you allowed to mention that name of the Avedazara? And the reason he gives is, Kibin Shatayriskira. <clears throat> Since the Torah mentioned that name of an Avedazara, Vadain is Batla. Without doubt, that that Avedazara is already non existent. It's no longer effective, and that's why the Torah mentions it. Since it no longer is, carries any importance because it no longer exists, so therefore you can mention it already now. Therefore, there's no reason. No longer any reason why you shouldn't be able to mention the name. So that's what he answers. Learn the tam pashtus. When you st- when you learn this answer, if you look at it on the surface, is of an It's difficult to understand what the Yerim is saying. First of all, how does he know that? From vanit is the How does he know as vile hatayra hiskira? That the reason that the mention the Torah mentions that name of that of it is 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 vadei that it's without question that it's already that it already no longer exists. How does he know that? And Nochmer even more megefint gevisa avedazara. We in fact find certain types of avedazara. Was there in the mountain Torah which are mentioned in the Torah? And the fact is that they were not. Uh, they're not gone. They still exist for at least a certain time after the Torah was given. Ledugma, for instance, the avedazara from Baal Pa'ir. The Avedizara, which is mentioned a number of times in the Torah Baal Pa'ir, was very demanded by Parsha Senu, in fact, in our Parsha. And Alpha Bikain is in Nishnas Battlegevaran, and still Baal Pa'ir continued to exist for many, many years later. The Gemara talks about it, and so on. So, in other words, it went on for many years, even though the Torah mentioned it. So, what does it mean? It's in this battle. What is the Yerim saying? And so therefore we might be able to say as the Pshat in Yireim is that what the Yireim means to say is as the Avedazara Vadin is Batla by Dem Id. What it means is that when a Yid says an Avedazara, mentions the name of Avedazara which is mentioned in the Torah to him it's of no consequence. He doesn't see it as anything it's nothing. To him it's totally meaningless. The Avedazara is totally meaningless. Because every yid, certainly his true will is to fulfill every mitzvah in the Torah. Um, so therefore, the yid that mentions the name of Avaydazara, certainly to him, was the mante, the one that mentions it, it's to him it doesn't have any importance, it's as if it doesn't exist.
Shame with us, with us, that's what's Torah the month in Yanish, Shameless of Avedazara, just like when the Torah mentions a, na- a name of Avedazara or discusses an Avedazara. The Torah mentions Avedazara in many different contexts. Why does the Torah mention an Avedazara to begin with? Is Dachdaz, if to arise bring in, the, certainly the reason the Torah mentions an Avedazara is in order to bring out the point, as is an Ephes Vehevel. The Torah's mentioning of Avedazara is purely for the reason of pointing out that they have absolutely no value. They're of no value at all. That's what the Torah means to say every time that it mentions an Avedazara. Zeir Falschkeit is pointing out the false status that they have. And it points out the mistake that the people that are worshipping the Avedazara are making. It's to bring out how the Avedazara is incapable of helping in any way those who worship it. Like the, the Pasuk that says, the nation that worshipped Kamaish, you destroyed them. You know, they, they, the Kamaish can do nothing for you. Other, or in the case when the Yidin, if the Yidin worshipped Avedazara, had gebracht So the Torah mentions it that worshipping Avedazara not only doesn't it help anybody, it brings uh, punishment upon the person that worships it. As we know the story at the end of this parsha, as we saw in Yisrael Baal that the Jewish people attached themselves to the idol worship, so that brought a plague upon the Jewish people. So that's in all those, any time that the Torah mentions of Avedazara, it is in order to undermine the importance of Avedazara. Okay, and other such examples. Kumtoi, so it comes out as the askara shem avedizara b'teira that when the teira mentions the name of an avedizara, brings heipechul bitlach shivas from avedizara. In every single instance, it brings out the fact that the avedizara has no importance, is of no consequence. So whenever the teira mentions avedizara, it only emphasizes the false status of Avedizara that is totally meaningless has no power so in a similar way that's what the Yireya means to say in a similar way when a Yid mentions the name of Avedizara when he mentions the name of Avedizara which is mentioned in the Torah he mentions it in the same context as the Torah itself mentions it. Which means, When a Yid utters the name of Avedazara, he is uttering it in a way of utter disdain for the Avedazara. If it's a name which is mentioned in the Torah, he's, he's mimicking, so to speak, speaking in the same context as the, the Torah itself, disdain for the Avedazara. Which the Torah already made very clear has absolutely no importance. Is to the yid 
it certainly has no importance. So that's what it means. The Torah already pointed out that this Avedazara has absolutely no value, so that the, to the Yid that mentions it also, it's to, it brings out the same point. It means absolutely nothing. And therefore, as Reim continues this thought, for the same reason that the Torah mentions it, in the way the Rebbe explains it, to bring out that it means nothing, that it has no value, that's why we're permitted to mention it. So he simply says, if you read it on the surface, it just seems to say that for the same reason that the Torah mentions it, we're allowed to mention it. But now it means that in the same way that the Torah mentions it, meaning to point out that it's absolutely nothing, that's why a Yid, who also says it with the same disdain, is allowed to mention it, because it means, it, when he says it, it means it's nothing. That this is similar and somewhat of the same idea, than din of the halacha, which says, as that you're allowed to poke fun in them because even although you're talking about an Avedazara, why are you talking about an Avedazara? Even to make fun of it. The reason is because mentioning the Avedazara in that context, in a way of making fun of it, brings It doesn't attribute any importance to the Avedazara. To the contrary, it makes fun of it. This brings shame upon the Avedazara. So therefore, in a similar way, mentioning it in a way which is detrimental, it, 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 it shows the, uh, how, the disdain that we have for it. In that context, you're allowed to mention it. Hey, Alpiza is a verstandig, so based on this, we can also understand what the Baliatais is on as the Israel's Askar Shem Avazur is Dafkil Adam Avalayla Kajbaruchu. In this context, now we can understand what they mean, the Baliatais, when they say that only a person is not allowed to mention Avaydazar, but Hashem is. Then on Adam, as he said before, that the reason why you're not allowed to mention Avaydazar doesn't apply to Hashem. Then on Adam demand Hashem Avaydazara is the Chritzayne Laskiro. When a person mentions the name of Avaydazara, it comes with some reason. He has a reason why he is mentioning it. It comes from his, you know, he has this urge to mention it. Especially when he mentions it with a purpose. Meet me at that corner, you know, so then you you're mentioning it with a purpose and you wanted to mention it you brought it up as an important thing by this he gives importance to the Avedezorah but when Hashem when you look at Hashem there is no nobody can make the mistake when it comes to Hashem when he mentions Avedezorah to the contrary the very purpose why Hashem, who is the absolute truth, the essence of truth, mentions the name of Avedazara, other state in Torah Senes, or of course, when it's brought, when it's written in Torah, which is also truth. The mid-gufa verdi Avedazara is battle. 
Dibur Vigilia Emes, by just mentioning it when truth utters the name of Avedazara, it brings out what the truth is about that Avedazara, which is that it's absolutely valueless. When a person says it, you don't see the absolute truth about the Avedazara. It's possible that a certain importance was attributed to it, especially if he's using it for a purpose, a meeting point, or whatever. But when Hashem says it, it just brings out what the absolute truth about that Avedazara is, which is that it's nothing. So therefore it eliminates any doubt that anybody could have that there is something important about this Avedazorah when you utter the truth about it when you say it the way the Hashem says it the way the Torah says it it brings out the absolute truth of what that Avedazorah is and so which is the reason that uh, that the Valiatesis say that it only applies to a person but when Hashem says it there's no question that it means nothing and that it can't give any importance to the Abedazorah one could say that for this reason that's the reason why Hashem chose meet, make camp set up camp at Baal Pa'ir because it would seem it's true that without question mentioning means pointing out that it's worth nothing that it's totally meaningless but so true it's not means nothing but but why use uh, you know words which you know it's not even people don't like saying words like that why does the Torah mention Baal nor so the reason is the reason that it's tafke, the Torah does want to mention it because every time the Torah mentions Balsfain, it brings out the truth about it, the absolute truth about it, that it is nothing, that it has no value. And therefore when Hashem mentions the Torah mentions Balsfain it suddenly brings to light what it really is, what its true value is, which is nothing. So it shows the world becomes aware that we made a mistake. What are we worshipping? There's nothing there. So mentioning it is beneficial for the world to see that it is nothing. Well, that also is by Yidin, and the same is true for Yidin as well. <coughs> when a Yid mentions the name of Avodazar, which is written in the Torah, in the with the same context of how it's mentioned in the Torah, which is that it has no meaning, it has no value, is a maskir Every time he says it, it's like he turns it into a dirty word. You say it, and it becomes like a like an obscenity it, so, it sounds vulgar just saying the word so that's what you're doing every time you mention it in the context of the Torah so then it becomes it brings to mind that it, 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 people can hear it you know it's like something that makes your ears hurt to hear that word the mitkem amazbezayn this can also explain was the Gemara that sailed to Siba, the, the, the Gemara tells a story. There was a certain Amaira who said, The month Hashem who mentioned the name of Avedazar. He said the name of Avedazar. And then he explained, 
as it was gemekt on that he was permitted to do it by lesses kasev b'teira because it's the name of avodazara which is mentioned in the teira. But that still doesn't fully answer the question. But why? It's permitted. But what does he need to mention the name of Avedazara? A Megdas, even if, if it's permitted, if there's no real purpose of mentioning the name of Avedazara, so what is he doing it for? It's not prohibited, but what do you need to do it for? But the explanation is as we mentioned till now. The Amaira was calling Yonias Taira, this Amaira, the sage of the Talmud, that his whole life was about Taira. Hatgezen Amatzabailam, he saw that there was a situation in the world, Bikamatza, in other words, he found a breach. He found that there was a problem. There's a breach in the world. There is some importance, has perhaps and somehow there was attributed a certain importance to Abedazara. He saw that breach. And it needs to be neutralized. That breach is a snishnarahet. So therefore, it's not just that he's permitted to say it. Mutalaska that he's permitted to mention it. Not as farana them. He saw a need and a purpose to mention the avodazara. Zain the and the avodazara because when he mentions the name of avodazara, is v'zadaskarif and teira. That's like mentioning it in the context of teira with the same. Uh, with the same uh, attributing the same lack of importance or the same shame upon that name just like the Vendetator mentions it so his intention was to bring out how to neutralize it to bring to our attention that it means it's absolutely nothing and that's why he wasn't just permitted to say it, he felt the need that it should be said and one could say, as says, that this is also the reason why we call this seder by the name Balak. Even though normally we don't, we try not to mention the name of a Russian. Just like the fact that Torah relates the story of Balak, is that kedet to arose bring and uh, the purpose why does the Torah talk about Balak to tell us that his evil intentions were neutralized what was his evil intention his intention was that Bilam should curse the Jewish people because maybe then I'll be able to overpower them and the far is does is does nish kain And that's why that why is the Torah telling us the story of Balak? Why tell the story of Balak? Isn't it? Don't we hold that the name of a of a Russia should rot? They should be forgotten. Why talk about him? Why tell the story? So that is not in any way contradictory to his name should rot because the Torah only told it in order to show that his evil intentions were not fulfilled. Hashem neutralized them. Because telling that story adds to the insult and shame and the what we say, what we want, that his name should rot. That's what it adds. It adds to that. It makes that happen when the Torah tells the story. In a similar way, is the is why the Sedra is called by his name, it Nomen Bolok. 
because when Eden nutzen them shem bolok alz dem nomen from a seder when the Yidden use the name bolok as the name of a seder in the Torah, meinin zedoch bolok v'tayre red vengem. They, we talk about Bullock in the same way that the Torah sees Bullock, which is an evil man which, uh, which had to be neutralized. Vosdos is, as Zikorin Nishl Shem Zikorin, that is mentioning him not so that we will remember him in some important way, nor Fakert, but to the, to the contrary. Voskumta Reisbring in the Gnai from Bullock, every time you say the word Bullock, every child knows that we're talking about a Russia. So that, that's what it comes to, brings to mind immediately. Bullock, oh, the Russia Bullock. Zayin. To take it a step further, deeper, by Bolok Gefintmen, in regards to Bolok, we find as Nishnor is Machshafte Yerot Shtered Givorn, not only was his evil plan disrupted, Alder the Minya from Bitlavedazara is similar to the idea of being Mavatlavedazara, nor Nochma, but even further. Zain Dingem Bilaman, his hiring Bilam, had Gebrachtai Safetzayidin, it brought a greater, it brought up the Yidin a level. As Eden's own gebenched veren, that the Jewish people were blessed through Bilam, veren mit brachas neidle biyaser, and not ordinary brachas, but very high level brachas. Was das is a greser uftu videm was vert uvgeton doch bidla bedezara. The fact that we can transform Bilam's that Bilam's curse, his plan to curse the Eden, was transformed into a blessing and a very big blessing, that's even better than neutralizing Avodah That is taking it to the opposite extreme. We took Bilam, the evil man, and we turned him into an advocate, and the one who blessed, gave the, one, some of the greatest blessings to the Yidin. When somebody neutralizes Avodah Zarah, is a denial of Hashem's Oneness. The only way to to uh, neutralize Avedazara is to completely negate it. It should become it should be completely destroyed. Therefore, it doesn't pose any challenge to the oneness of Hashem. But when we talk about the story of Balak, his wickedness, his hate. For the Jewish people was the Farhater Gedungen Bilam, which is the reason that he hired Bilam Eiflachana Orali in order to curse, put a curse on the Jewish people. Gebrachta Siyuva he suffered to eat. Not only was it neutralized, was it neutralized, and it didn't it didn't exist anymore. But to the contrary, it elevated the Yidden by giving them a higher blessing, a greater blessing. And thus is Eich. On the Seder Bolok, and that's the reason why we call the Seder Bolok, because it's through Bolok, and is hiring a Yidin, it brought out an even higher blessing for the Jewish people. So, in other words, not mentioning his name, let's say, would be, we forgot about him, he's off the, he's off the, he's off the table. But when you mention his name, and we know that it's because of him that the Yidin were given a greater blessing, not only is it neutralizing him, it even shows that to the opposite of what he stood for came fulfilled because of him. Ches. And one could say, Ados is euch eine von die Biyurim, was nevuos bilam is von die nevuos in Chumash. 
was read this could be also possibly the reason one of the explanations why it's dafke the the prophecy of Bilam, which is where we find clear reference to Mashiach in, in a in a clear reference, an open way, open way. Und the nevuah of the Mashiach and ved gebracht la alocha in Rambam can also follow, and that in fact the Rambam quotes this nevuah in the Sefer Alocha in which he talks about Mashiach. This is where he finds the reference to it. That becomes the halacha of where Mashiach minatayra. How do we know Mashiach minatayra? And the reason is val enif. Why is that it come through Bilam? One of the very important accomplishments that will happen at the end of days, meaning in the time of Mashiach, is that all the other nations of the world will also be elevated, brought on board, in such a way as that they will no longer use their power to be able to subdue and subjugate the Yidin, which is what they've been doing throughout Golas. But instead what will happen is, their power, which they do have, will be used in order to support and help and uplift the Yidin. As it says in the passage, the kings will be your babysitters not just the ordinary people, the kings, the very, the absolute power, the greatest power within the other nation, which is the king, will be the one that will watch the Jewish children. In other words, their best and their most powerful will be there to support and uplift the Yidin. The their ministers will be the um, nursemaids. And that's why it's mentioned in the Nevoah of through Bilam. Because that has the same idea as that the power that Bilam had, the power for evil that Bilam had, his power was that he had prophecy. Which is the power that Bolak wanted to use to bring a curse on the Yidin. He had to turn. He had to use that same power to bring a great blessing upon the Yidden. That's why Mashiach, which is one of the main things, is that the world will be transformed to bring its best, strongest, and most powerful, and its best to help the Yidden is mentioned in that same context of Bilam, which is what the same thing that happened there. The is does a tale from the Seder Bolak, and that's why this is included in the Seder Bolak which the name itself brings out that very point. And the, the absolute of this, the ultimate of this, that the strangers, meaning the other nations, non-Jews, will stand there and they will uh, watch your flocks. And the, uh, the other foreign people will be your farmers, and the ones that tend your vineyards, and you, the Jewish people, will be the servants of Hashem, the Kayanim, the to serve Hashem. That the Jewish, the work that the Yid has to do in the world will be done by others. That that'll be the ultimate of it. in the This will of course occur in the Gula Mitzvah Shlema. 
speedily in our days.